Welcome to this month's episode of the Cordell and Cordell Men's Divorce Podcast, a combination of views, news, and tips relating to topics and situations relevant to guys going through a divorce. Deciding to divorce is not a decision taking place in a vacuum. Outside events and influences have a factor in decision-making processes that are often as effective as the influences within the relationship. It also typically doesn't take place overnight. These types of decisions have a lasting effect on everyone's lives and are carefully considered before making them final. This episode will explore the factors that influence a couple's decision to divorce and what to look for before and during the experience. Each couple is different, so generalities are harder to pinpoint when it comes to factors in the decision to pursue a divorce. However, studies have shown that there are a variety of circumstances that cause marriages to break down, such as a failure to communicate and general conflict. DadsDivorce.com online editor Sean Garrison sits down with University of North Texas Assistant Professor of Educational Psychology Kelly Roberts to discuss some of her findings as a research leader at the National Divorce Decision-Making Project. There are numerous reasons couples decide to divorce, but research shows certain causes tend to cause marital breakdowns more than others. Kelly Roberts is an assistant professor of educational psychology at the University of North Texas who has led research teams for the National Divorce Decision-Making Project. She says that time and again, couples cite failure to communicate and conflict as reasons why they divorced. Those two causes tend to go hand in hand. And so failure to communicate is certainly different than conflict, but it's really an internal versus external kind of thing. And so we're almost looking at the same coin but just two different sides of how people are trying to describe why they left. So communication, conflict, those are always in the 40s or the 50 percent areas. Another big factor in whether or not a couple decides to divorce is their children and the potential effect that the split will have on them. It's common for couples to stay in marriages for the sake of their children. However, for couples in high conflict relationships, this is often a counterproductive and even dangerous decision. If you're staying in only for the children and you're sticking it out in spite of real danger signs, um, substance abuse, conflict, high, high conflict, dangerous situations, then really it's not benefiting the children at all. Typically, divorce isn't a decision made overnight, so there are normally indicators that signal that a marriage is heading in the wrong direction. However, signs of a deteriorating marriage are not always apparent to those in the relationship. DadsDivorce.com online editor Sean Garrison is joined by Jason Whiting, a professor of marriage and family therapy at Texas Tech University, to discuss the warning signs to a failing marriage that inevitably end in a divorce. Marriage can end for any number of reasons. Some spouses feel hostility towards each other from the outset, while others drift apart over a number of years. Every couple is different, as are the challenges faced in their relationships. However, some problems are particularly damaging and can indicate that a relationship is trending downward. Jason Whitting, professor of marriage and family therapy at Texas Tech University, recently wrote about six research-based signs that indicate a relationship is heading in the wrong direction. The signs he discussed were of distance or lack of emotion, 
sarcasm and disrespect, lack of trust, unwillingness to compromise, lack of intimacy, and control and manipulation. If you think about a marriage and you compare it to some friends, for example, you, know, you think about a couple of friends hanging out, whether they're hanging out, you know, out to lunch or in an apartment or something like that. Uh, friends typically are pretty easy with each other. They treat each other with respect, ask good questions, they're responsive to each other. And so why I say that is because when a marriage or when an intimate partnership stops acting like that and they start acting like annoyed roommates, for example, that's a bad sign. Well, it's certainly worrisome if a couple notices these signs appearing in their relationship. It's not necessarily a death sentence for their marriage. However, it should indicate that it's time to seek professional help. There's a lot of things that can be done. The biggest is just to be intentional and to actually stop and, and not sweep problems under the rug, but to address them and to start working on things as a couple and as individuals. The idea of being impervious to divorce is one of statistical impossibility. Scott Stanley of the Institute of Family Studies joins DadsDivorce.com online editor Sean Garrison to discuss ways of turning your focus inward in order to improve your marriage. There is no surefire way to divorce-proof a marriage, but there are things that people can do both as individuals and as couples to significantly decrease their risk of divorce. Scott Stanley, who is a senior fellow at the Institute of Family Studies, says one of the best things a person can do to improve the quality of their marriage is to turn their focus inward. One of the most important things that, that couples can do is actually something that the individual can do. And, and the, what, what we call it in our work is do your part. A lot of times when we get a little stuck or frustrated in our marriage, it's very easy to be thinking about all the things that we think our partner should be doing differently or better or ways they could make us happier. Uh, and you don't actually have a lot of control over that. So we encourage people to really think about what part can they do? What things are under their control? Although some static factors, such as whether or not a person's parents are divorced, are uncontrollable and statistically increase a person's odds of getting a divorce, Stanley says other variables, such as learning to communicate better and working to handle conflict more appropriately, can help a person stabilize their relationship. When people are more committed, they tend to do things like sacrifice for each other. And I don't mean giant ones. I mean just sort of everyday little sacrifices. They can, they can do things like that for each other, go out of their way a little bit to do things they otherwise wouldn't do. They make their relationship a higher priority. As couples, they tend to talk more about their future together. So commitment's an area where if you're struggling with lower commitment, especially things related to your dedication to each other, it's a, it's a significant risk factor for breaking up and divorcing. But those are areas where you can do something to sort of change your odds about those kinds of factors. Confidence isn't always prevalent heading into the divorce. Due to the uncertainty of the future and the differences between all relationships, it can be an unrealistic feeling to expect yourself to have heading into the process. 
By changing your marital status, you are actively choosing to change your life and the life of your spouse. DadsDivorce.com online editor Sean Garrison sits down with Stephen Harris, professor of family social science and director of the couple and family therapy program at the University of Minnesota to talk about the feelings heading into the divorce process. Choosing to end a marriage is a life-altering decision. Ideally, you would be able to head confidently into a decision of that magnitude, knowing you've done everything possible to save your marriage. However, that idea is probably unrealistic. According to research conducted by Stephen Harris, who is professor of family social science and director of the Family and Couple Therapy Program at the University of Minnesota, most people are plagued with self-doubt as they transition through the divorce process. It's always difficult to kind of uh, judge what you're going through right now and compare it against an unknown future prospect. But the biggest takeaway is people don't go into this lightly, and they they seem to uh, they seem to think it over and over and over. and And that process is not a it's not a quick process either. Uh, sometimes people have been thinking about this for years before they get to this place where they're finally ready to, to maybe pull the the plug on a marriage. Harris said it's common for couples to enter marriage counseling as they're contemplating divorce. However, that decision often comes past the point at which the marriage can be salvaged. Oftentimes what we see is we, we see the, the one person who's leaning out of the relationship kind of dragging their feet on the, the homework assignments and, and the readings and things that they would do to help facilitate connection. Those couples need a very specific kind of protocol to help them get uh, an understanding of how they got to this place where divorce is a possibility and uh, some some space to be able to to talk about their feelings about wanting to get out and having those feelings legitimized uh, but also being able to look at what it might take to reconcile on both partners parts one of the many factors heading into a marriage is compatibility one of the more recent trends for couples to explore compatibility is cohabitation. This can often give indicators to the quality of marriage and the likelihood of experiencing a divorce. University of Denver Research Associate Professor and Licensed Psychologist Galena Rhodes and her colleague Scott Stanley of the National Marriage Project discuss their research and findings with DadsDivorce.com online editor Sean Garrison. One of the major predictors of marital quality is a couple's relationship history prior to marriage. However, very few studies of long-term relationships have examined a couple's pre-cohabitation history together. University of Denver research professor and licensed psychologist Galena Rhodes, along with her colleague Scott Stanley, were interested in learning more about how the early stages of a relationship can affect union stability years down the road. In a report for the National Marriage Project, Rhodes and Stanley looked at 418 Americans ages 18 to 34 who married over the course of a five-year relationships development survey. They discovered that individuals who said their relationship with their spouse did not begin as a hookup reported higher marital quality on average than those who said the opposite. Individuals who lived with their partner or future spouse before they had a plan for marriage or before they were engaged also reported less satisfaction in their marriages later on. Many people use their 20s as a time for exploration and discovery. However, Dr. Rhodes suggested that these findings indicate that that might not be the best approach to take. And I think we're seeing the opposite in some ways, that, um, that those experiences probably help you build 
build your ideas of what a long-term relationship will look like. You know, the more experience you have breaking up, the easier it might be to end a marriage later on, too. So I think I think those those early relationship experiences matter and set the stage for healthy relationships later on. Of course, none of this is to say that those couples who report low levels of marital quality can't salvage their relationships and go on to have perfectly happy marriages. However, Dr. Rhodes cautions that it's important for those couples to seek counseling and guidance sooner rather than later. I think one of the things that, that we know from research and, and that I've experienced in, in my private practice as well, where I mainly see couples, is that oftentimes people wait too long in relationships to get help. Um, that they wait until they're about to break up or one person is about to file for divorce. And there's actually a lot that couples can learn long before they're distressed. Um, you know, there are good programs available to couples that, that um, you can take as a workshop or, you know, a, a class that you take over a number of weeks. And we know that those kinds of programs tend to be effective um, even for couples who are relatively happy, even for couples who aren't distressed. That's all the time we have today for this month's edition of the Men's Divorce Podcast. Hopefully we helped you understand the factors that lead many couples to divorce and understand the impact of their relationship history on their decision. As we have stated before, every relationship, marriage, and divorce is different. But learning about the research and studies that have detailed factors in divorce decisions will better prepare you for your own life. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for interviews, news, tips, and more covering a range of topics facing men during divorce. Additionally, make sure to check out the new and improved Men's Divorce Source app, providing you with all of the resources necessary to help you with your next legal step in your divorce. You can find that at the Apple iTunes Store. You can also find a number of resources on our websites at cordellandcordell.com, as well as our informational sites, mensdivorce.com and dadsdivorce.com. Mm-hmm.